Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with a bestie, so buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, my built for you friend, and welcome back to this week's episode. Wherever this episode finds you, I hope that it really just allows you to take a step back and really humanize your current life situation, your current life experiences, your current feelings towards life. And you'll hear me throughout the episode kind of interchangeably using different words like burnout, low motivation, low excitement. And I really do think that those can all be used interchangeably. And that way it doesn't close anybody off from this episode. And I want you to think about, you know, kind of what are your days or your moments or your life experiences recently of I'm just not feeling it. I'm not excited to show up. I don't really want to be here. It's really hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. I'm not excited about the things that I once used to be. And, you know, namely burnout, we can insert that here. These feelings of low excitement, low motivation, low drive to show up for certain things. And burnout is no joke. And it's something that, you know, you don't have to be like burnout isn't just related to your career. Burnout is also related to your personal interactions, your personal obligations, your relationships, anything that requires energy from you, aka basically every single thing in your day-to-day experiences can lead to burnout. And it's because when you think of, you know, your car, your gas tank, and you think about, you know, your personal energy tank, your personal energy tank being a parallel to that, when it's completely empty and you have nothing left to give, you have to go make a stop in order to fill it up. And you have to go to that stop with intention. You need direction to get there. And I think that's such an important reminder when it comes to your energy is that you have to have intention and direction in order to replenish that energy that you are so willingly giving away. And you might not even realize how willy-nilly you are with your energy. You might think like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at energy management. And my question for you is like, are you really? Because you push out play on today's episode because you're probably in the season of I'm just not feeling it. And maybe it's not even a season as any given moment or any given experience. But today I really want to just take time to unpack that because I think it's really important that once you have these feelings of low mo- like low motivation, not being excited, they're able to pinpoint where exactly it's coming from. And, you know, it's like this whole concept of when you know better, you can do better. So equipping yourself with the tools and resources to do better. So that way you can show up to life the way that you want to, the way that you crave to, the way that you were meant to. And I and record this episode. As always, episodes are a direct reflection of what I'm currently experiencing in life because that's how I think of this podcast. That's how I think of this community is like we're besties who are just chatting, catching up on life, and we're holding a space for each other to be a human. And I, full transparency, the month of April was like 
one of the best months that I've had this year and one of the most challenging energetically. You know, going back to North Carolina, celebrating my birthday, coming back from North Carolina, kind of trying to figure out what my move is for this later on in the year, like end of my contract time frame, because I'm a travel nurse, if you didn't know. Um, so there's just like a lot of a lot of unknowns. And I wasn't doing super well at stewarding my energy. And I was really over committing to plans, seeing people, catching up with people, having people come to town. And I kind of knew going into the month of April that it was going to be a little bit more challenging. And I was prepared for that. And it required a different version of me to go even more inward, to be even more honest, to ask for help in the areas that I needed help with, and to accept and be okay that certain things were going to take a back burner. And I think that that self-awareness in itself is a huge indicator of growth when you realize that you only have so much to give. You can't give and 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 and expect your energy to never run out. And so then it's like taking a step backwards and asking yourself, like, what can I really own here? What can I really take control of here? And that self-awareness piece, I truly do think that self-awareness is the single thing that is going to change your life. Because when you have that awareness and you're really able to go aha or pick certain things out, certain moments, certain feelings, certain experiences out and really take the time to reflect on them, that's where the most growth lies. So a couple of questions, you know, if you find yourself in a season or in a moment of just not feeling it, asking yourself, what needs of mine currently aren't being met? And then if you have these emotions that are coming up or these feelings of anger or resentment or low energy, asking yourself, when do I feel this way? What are like the trigger habits, the trigger interactions, the trigger experiences that really leave you feeling depleted? And for me, it's like, when I'm not in like a normal sleep-wake cycle, like I'm going to bed at midnight some nights, waking up at 6 a.m. some days, going to bed at 9 p.m. some days, waking up at 4 a.m. some days, like I know that I need that consistency in my sleep-wake cycle. Another area for me when I start to get angry and resentful is honestly full transparency after really hard shifts. And I didn't do something for myself before that shift. You know, it's not the shift's fault. I'm not a victim to the hard shift, but I am taking ownership that I didn't do something for myself before that shift. And then I didn't go into that shift in my best energy. And I feel like I did that quite a bit in the month of April. So it was really important for me to take that time and self-reflect. So that way I could bring that new level of awareness to what I can do better moving into a new month. And, you know, what are you not able to do that you normally would? Meaning, are you not able to go for a run because you're on family vacation? And do you guys have things planned from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.? You know, are are you not able to take your lunch break because you're a little bit short-staffed? Are you not able to, I don't know, insert your example, insert your parallel here. What things do you usually do that really let you up or that re-energize you? that maybe recently you haven't been able to do for whatever reason that is. Maybe it's you standing in your own way. Maybe you're the reason that that thing hasn't been happening. And then I think it's really important to ask yourself, like, how is it impacting the way that you show up? By not doing those things, by not engaging those experiences, those habits, those relationships, how is that impacting the way that you show up? And, you know, just for the sake of this example, utilizing or going back to 
what I was talking about when I don't do something for myself before my 12 hour shift, it impacts the way that I show up because I just am more irritable. I'm more on edge. I'm not as happy go lucky. You know, I'm not to say like, I, like every day's like rainbows, butterflies and unicorns. And like I skip into work, but there's a huge difference in when I do something for myself before work versus when I don't and how I feel towards my patients, towards my coworkers, towards family members throughout the rest of that shift. And one thing that I always say is like, you have to not do something in order to fully understand why you do do it, how that habit serves you, or maybe it doesn't serve you, how that interaction or that relationship serves you, or maybe it doesn't, you know, it's two-sided there, but some like burnout red flags, again, you can interchange burnout with low motivation, lack of excitement, whatever you feel like, but it's certain things that we would otherwise write off as quote unquote normal when actually they are screaming at us to do something, to do something better, to rest, to just go inward, to take a moment to pause. Things like sleeping in or continuously snoozing your alarm every single day, you know, waking up in the mornings and not feeling rested, you know, feeling like you need to sleep 14 plus hours a day in order to feel recharged or rejuvenated only to get out of bed and still feel that low energy, my friend. That is not normal. We have to quit normalizing things that aren't normal. Lack of excitement or joy about certain things. Um, You know, not eating. And this is a double-edged sword for me. Like, I know that food is my most important energy source. Yet on days when I'm feeling burnout or not feeling it, food is the first thing to go. And then it's like really hard when you're already so low energy to get yourself to go make food or to go grocery shopping. And so it's just, again, that self-awareness piece that I've really leaned into and I think could absolutely change your life if you lean into it, that helps you realize where you need to be doing better. Canceling plans on people. Are you like making plans and then it comes down to it and you're like, nope, I can't do it. I'm just so low energy. Decreased performance. Are you an athlete who maybe let's use a runner for example, you know, are you consistently not hitting workout paces? Are you consistently not excited about showing up? And a lot of times we miss these physical cues and write them off as normal because you're not in tune with what your body is telling you. And your body is never going to misguide you. Your body is so smart, so intuitive, and so capable, but it's just you who's not stewarding that space to really slow down and listen to what it is that it's telling you. So being mindful of those physical body cues like fatigue, you know, maybe no appetite, low performance, low energy, low excitement, and then also the words that you're saying to yourself. Because just like, oh, it was like three weeks ago, I had texted my business partner and I was like, I'm just trying to survive. And it felt like the moment that it left my brain and left my mind, I felt so disgusting. I was like, life is not meant to be lived in survival mode. We are not meant to just get by through the days, through the weeks, through the next shifts. We are meant to build a life that feels supportive of our dreams, goals, and visions, and that allows us to thrive in the areas where we feel called to do so. And for me, that was like a really big gut check. So not only was I listening to those physical body cues, but also being very mindful of the words that I was saying to myself, but doing it in a non-judgmental way. It wasn't like, oh, you're living in survival mode. You suck. It was, hey, you're living in survival mode. How can you be a little bit more gentle, kind, and compassionate with yourself in order to 
recharge and revive and move forward. So I just want to share like a couple of different tips when it comes to, you know, we have this self-awareness piece. Now, what do we do in these seasons of burnout or just not feeling it? And I think grace and compassion, like if you can pour yourself the biggest cup humanly possible of grace and compassion, because my friend, you are doing your best and your best might look different today or tomorrow or in this moment or in this season than it typically would. And that's okay. You're not a failure or less than because you have these feelings of disengagement and low energy. You're a human doing the best that you can provided the given situation. And that's when that self-awareness is so important to tap into because like, hey, I know that I'm not myself. And I joke because I got on a business call with my business partner last week for the first time in honestly weeks that I felt excited to be there. And I was like, I'm getting my personality back. And, you know, I think it just goes to show that you don't realize how good it can feel, how great life gets to be, how high the vibrations and the energy gets to be until you hit that low moment. And then also until you feel that high moment. Like I know, I know what it's like to thrive in a career. I know what it's like to thrive in my own mind and my own body. And sometimes that external demand just becomes too heavy when I let the, and you let that self-awareness just slip away a little bit each and every day. And self-accountability is going to change your life. And I talked about this a little bit on the last episode that I did because nobody is coming to save you. And in those moments where you are so tired and exhausted, everything feels hard, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're irritable, you keep hitting resistance. You keep running into brick walls. You keep wondering why you can't move forward. It's really important to know that you are going to be the only person that's going to change the trajectory of where you're headed. And we'll get to that part in just a second. But I think it's really important to know that you, you are your single most greatest asset. And I've recently started using the Beam Life Journal created by my friend, Caitlin Anthony. Um, I can link her down in the show notes. I can link the journal down in the show notes. And I really wanted to get back into my journaling routine because when I moved to Colorado, I kind of fell out of it. And I don't think that all habits are supposed to serve you through every season. I think that, excuse me, I think that single habits serve you through single seasons for different reasons. But there is one question of the morning section and it's like, today is going to be great because blank. And then you get to fill in the blank with whatever you want. And I can't tell you the number of times in this feeling, in this season of feeling low energy and low excitement and low engagement, this little prompt has absolutely shifted my energy, especially on work days. Like looking for all the reasons why this shift gets to be great. Looking for all the reasons why this day off, even though I have no plans, is going to be great. And it's it's the little things that are really easy not to do, but are also really easy to do. But when you're in a season where things just feel hard, you literally feel like you are climbing through a like mud pit. You can't move. Everything just feels slow and frozen in time. Like I look back at these last like two months of, you know, kind of feeling this low energy in my own life. And I'm like, it has felt like the longest two months of my life. Like I swear these 60 days were like actually 600 days. So I totally hear you and I validate you when 
the seemingly easy things are incredibly hard. Um, But that self-accountability and telling yourself, hey, I'm just going to do this one journal prompt today. And then tomorrow we'll reassess and see how I'm feeling. And if if I'm feeling up to it, I'll do something different. But if this is serving me and this is working for me, then I'm going to keep at it. And that's really what the name of the game here is finding a plan that includes fluidity, right? Knowing that your day-to-day is not going to look the same. Your energy day-to-day is not going to look the same. Your excitement day-to-day is not going to look the same. You can have a kick-ass day on Monday and then Tuesday morning you wake up and you're back in this rut, in this pit of like, I don't want to be here. And that's just called being a human. And I have no solution to that besides self-awareness and allowing yourself to really embody and embrace the entire human experience. But A plan that includes fluidity has been huge for me because basically what I did over the last two months was I wiped my calendar. I said, nobody or anybody, like anything that's non-essential is getting taken off of here. That would look like podcast interviews. That looked like some business meetings. That looks like some other outside obligations that I had made that I realized that I didn't actually have the bandwidth or energy for. And I started playing with new intentions and new routines. And I'm very much so still in the discovery phase of this, but one of those new routines has looked like on some days when I'm off work, rather than getting up in the morning and going and like crushing a workout, I go on a slow walk with like a mug of warm water and lemon. And I just like listen to the birds chirp. And that's been my simple joy in this season. A previous version of me would have been like, no, you need to get up at 6 a.m. on your day off. You need to go to the gym. You need to be done with your workout by eight. So that way you can get the day started. You can get work done. And it just like, that was that narrative that I was buying into was no longer serving me. So now I'm in the season of rewriting that narrative. So what does rewriting your narrative, your routines, your day-to-day structure that you currently have look like? And it's important to not force what used to make you excited because chances are like getting out of bed to brush your teeth right now in the season feels like a struggle. So it's like, do you really have the bandwidth or the energetic capacity to go crush a 6am workout? Maybe not. So how can you pour yourself that big old cup of grace and compassion, bring in that self-awareness, have a little bit of that self-accountability to do something small, but something small that's new something that's different than what you've currently been doing. Because it's obvious if you're here listening to this right now and you are having these feelings of, I just don't want to show up right now, what you were previously doing wasn't serving you or isn't serving you anymore. And that's been a really hard pill to swallow for me as somebody who loves routines and structures. It's been hard for me to accept. (laughs) It's not the way that it used to be. And on the other side of that, It's brought me so much clarity into making more things fun, into really playing with what could be rather than trying to force something that's actually not sticking. So my biggest challenge for you after this episode is if you're having these feelings of, I'm just not excited, I just don't want to show up today, bring in that self-awareness piece, go through those questions I was telling you about, you know, what needs of yours aren't being met, where are 
What needs of yours aren't being met? When do you feel this way? What are you not able to do that you normally would? And how is it impacting the way that you show up? And kind of, you know, really just get in tune with the physical body cues, the narrative that you're telling yourself, the words that you're saying to other people and start to explore, start to unpack what you're like, what those mean in your life, in your current season and pouring yourself that huge cup of grace and compassion and knowing that nobody's going to come save you, that, you know, it's okay to lean in and ask for support, not saying that you have to do life alone, but nobody's going to change your habits or shift your energy in the way that you can, because you are the person that you spend every single second with. You know yourself better than anybody else, but maybe you're just not giving yourself the time to foster that self-trust and that relationship with yourself and know that there's no right way out. There's no right way to climb out of the deep, dark hole that might feel like you're living in. And one of my favorite analogies is like, when you think about a brick wall, a brick wall is not built by just stacking a bunch of bricks on top of each other, right? Like it's like piece by piece. And to break that brick wall down, you have to take it down brick by brick. To build that wall back up, you have to build it brick by brick. So whatever you're going through right now, whether you're trying to tear down this wall, crawl out of this hole, or you're trying to build it back up to build new routines, maybe you're trying to do both. Think about how much time it takes to build that brick wall. And you have to give yourself that time and that permission in that space to do exactly that. And just know that from the bottom of my heart, I am rooting for you so hard. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.